Welcome to Your Business in HD. I am your host, Jen Dice, human design coach and marketing strategist for entrepreneurs. You're here because you're on a mission to create a massive impact and change the lives of others through the work that you do. And you want to do it all in a way that works for you. And that's exactly what we're talking about on this show. I'm bringing you all things human design, marketing, business, inspiring stories, and ways that you can start living your life by design so that you can create that hell yes business and life of your dreams. Let's kick things off. All right. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Your Business in HD. Um, I'm Jen Dice, your host, um, physical therapist turned human design coach and marketing strategist, helping entrepreneurs leverage their human design to attract their dream clients, grow their businesses, all while creating space to enjoy the life of their dreams, which for me includes space to spend time with my kids and my family when they are off school. And today I am beyond excited to introduce the guest that I have. Um, I have Brittany Long with me today. Um, to join us on the show. And she is known as the queen of evergreen. Um, Brittany works with entrepreneurs to create an automated as possible business for a regret-free life, which sounds amazing. And through the use of critical systems, strategies, and evergreen sequences, she takes Fridays off and teaches entrepreneurs how to do the same through her done-for-you services, consulting, mastermind courses, and ultra-affordable AI membership. And I believe you do retreats too here and there, I've seen. I do, yep. Yeah, yeah. basically, I just like to help people and have fun doing it, so. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's just dive in. So this show is all about pulling in different ways to not just build and scale and grow a business through like traditional strategies and marketing tactics and everything, um, but to also pull in these elements of alignment, which I kind of noticed that from you and some of the work that you're doing. Um, Could you share with us a little bit about um, your business, your journey, kind of what brought you to where you're at today? Absolutely. So my journey actually started with a cancer scare. Uh, it was years ago now I was teaching at the time I was teaching middle school science and all of a sudden (laughs) I was faced with the reality that I'm not going to live forever, which I mean, of course, right. But it's not something, at least for me, it wasn't something I was really thinking about. And at the time when I was teaching, I said, well, I'll get to what I really want to do. Eventually I'll do it when I retire, I'll figure out who I'm supposed to be. Then Uh, I don't have time for it now. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, I might not have time at all. And, um, that really, really changed things for me. And so that was the moment where I remember, you know, sitting on that cold, sterile, um, like seat thing that they have the doctor's office and them telling me that, uh, fast forward two weeks later, they were wrong. It was not cancerous. It was not aggressive. Like they said, it was solved with an easy surgery. Um, but it always stuck with me, that idea of how can I do more of of what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. And what does that even look like? What does that even mean? And so that's when I really started kind of diving into what have I always wanted to do? What have I always been interested in? What kind of things mm-hmm. light me up? And then from there, um, I left teaching eventually. Uh, and I went into uh, help a, a company. I know I worked on mar- some marketing stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And then when they had people leave, they said, well, do you want to try this too? So it was a lot of, do you want to try this and experimentation? And uh, that's yeah. kind of, how all that started. And then we got really into emails and then with 
the new, um, with all the new tools with AI, it was an easy transition going into that um, because we already had all that marketing experience uh, and the mm -hmm. copywriting experience. It, it just made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, and that kind of spun off and led you into kind of the current business that you have right now where you are. So tell us a little bit about what, like what you have now in terms of the business. And like, I know you're kind of on the front edge of AI and really not just leveraging it as like this, just another tool, but actually pulling it in and, and create using it as a part to create your authentic voice too, in the marketing that you're doing. Yeah. So with our business, we have multiple brands within it. And um, one of the things that I have loved about AI is that it's enabled me to be the multi-passionate entrepreneur that I've always wanted to be. Um, instead of being in this constant cycle of ideation all the time and creating new things and customer service and all that, there's a lot of it that I can outsource to AI that I can outsource to my team. And that has freed me up to really focus on only the things that I feel wildly passionate about, wildly excited about. And so that's where really our membership comes in mm -hmm. because I've seen the kind of impact that accessibility has on people. Uh, we've made it super, super affordable. It's $9 a month, um, but mm -hmm. we made it way very specifically, even though there are so many people <laughs> that have told me like, that's a terrible idea, you know, whatever. Yes. Um, I love having it that low cost. And then when people get in it and they see what all is included, they're like, are you sure that you only want to pay $9 a month? Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, because we include implementation and trainings and pro like everything you could possibly want, we include that in there. Um, but I know the kind of impact that it can make on people. And so for me being an impact driven, mission driven entrepreneur, yes, of course I want to make money and we do make great money from it, but it's not just about the money for me. And so that's that's kind of how that all started. It's allowed me to do those things and to go deep on helping people at a low ticket level with that um, mm -hmm. while still having our other businesses that also bring in money, having other offers that bring in money without um, you know working myself to death essentially, which is what I used to do, which is what I think a lot of entrepreneurs do currently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that because- you know, some of the work that I do when I work with entrepreneurs, especially when we're looking at leveraging pieces of like their human design and their marketing, when you boil, it boils down to it for, per person, the traditional like marketing strategies and tactics of you have to create this type of content and put it here like this and follow the structure and X amount of posts per day and X amount of reels. Not everybody is built for that. And one of the things I've started to notice is as people are starting to plug more and more into some of the AI tools, is that it's not that it's replacing to, you know, it does help boost like some of their creativity and, and, you know, free up some of their time or there's a, the, that potential for it, but it's sparking ideas. Cause that's another place where um, I notice business owners get stuck is, is in that spark of ideas for their getting their message out there for their brand, for their, their business. And so that's one of the things that I feel like just from kind of watching you and how your, your teaching style around it is, helping business owners to leverage it, but in a way that feels good to them, that works for them, that makes it so that the end result is authentic to their mission and their voice. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I find that if people are trying to do something that's not authentic to them, there's all this yeah. resistance around it. There's all this, there's just these obstacles that don't necessarily need to be there when we lean into, you know, who we are and how we are, are built to do these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
the other thing I wanted to dive into and just shift a little bit is um, talking about some of the pivots and the shifts that happen in entrepreneurship, because it is a part of the journey. It is part of the process. Um, has there ever been a time in your business where you've had the strategy, you've had the plan, but it just didn't work out and how you kind of pivoted or shifted? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because it was not funny at the time, but looking back on it now, it's funny because it's so obvious, but at the time it was so devastating. So it was uh, January, a few year, a year, a few years back, um, and we were making decent money but I wasn't enjoying it. And then all of a sudden we, uh, I made some really dumb decisions with how I had set things up and I wasn't good with, uh, with setting deadlines. Cause I always felt bad <laughs> with mm -hmm. like for you, like, you know, those kind of things. And so we would have our team working on stuff and paying them. Um, but the people that we were doing the work for wouldn't get back to us and stuff like that. So it put us in a bind. And I felt like, why am I working so hard? Why does it feel like I'm constantly pushing a boulder uphill when mm -hmm we're not like when we're in a position like this um, and it wasn't like a, a desperate or dire position, but it was uncomfortable and it yeah. made me angry because I was like, I'm working so hard. And yeah. um, so I remember very clearly uh, crying about it and and sobbing, yeah. sitting on my floor and eating a tiny Kit Kat and just being so annoyed <laughs> that I don't even have a full-size Kit Kat to cry over. I'm like crying over a mini one. And anyway, so with all of that, I realized something had to change because I was not willing to continue to feel like I was working so hard and, and continually worrying about having anxiety around like this high ticket cycle. And so when I looked at what I really want to be doing, I said, okay, well, there's a few things we can do here. One, we have really great systems set in place for our agency, um, but I'm the bottleneck here. So how can I step out of that? How can I, or who can I put into roles that can be that person that can follow up with deadlines that can, you know, do the things that I'm really struggling with. And so I stepped out of that. We have somebody that does that now who's amazing at it. Uh, we have our writers who's amazing, who are amazing. And then I was able to lean more into what I like doing, which is creating that content and creating, you know, the yeah. membership and things like that. And so, um, I think, uh, to answer your question, I think that a big part of entrepreneurship is noticing what isn't sitting well with you. What is, um, what are the parts of your business that you feel anxious around or that you feel that pit in your stomach where you're like, this is not the good, <laughs> this is not the good pit in my stomach. This is the, I really dread what I'm doing kind of thing. Um, I think for me, I, I struggled to be honest about that. Cause I felt like, while well, I'm making good money. I should be thankful for this. I should be excited about this. Isn't this what I wanted? But ultimately what I wanted wasn't necessarily money. It was, you know, the ability to have time to do things that we want, the ability to have some more freedom. Um, it was a lot less about like how much cash is in the bank and a lot more about, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Um, and so when you feel those things coming up, I think it's important to pay attention to them. I probably should have changed and pivoted much, much earlier <laughs> than I did, but I was scared too. I thought there's something wrong with me. Uh, cause I was like, oh, you know, you just, you don't take something that's working and just leave it. But if you don't enjoy it, it's okay too. So anyway, uh, did that answer your question? Cause I yes. feel like I rambled a lot there. Yes. No, no. And like the best things come out when we just start talking and just start going through like, and just rambling quote unquote, but just that, like, it's really like you're trusting your inner guidance. It's just like that when you're talking about like those things that just don't sit well with you. And when we take steps forward in entrepreneurship and we build things, 
then we get to that point of like, well, this is, isn't this what I wanted? Do I want this? Do I want like what something has to change? Like something just isn't right with this picture. And when you step into that and honor that by just kind of trusting yourself of what works and what you almost need to kind of let go of and release too, like that's where you can start to take those steps forward. So that's like super, super helpful advice. Thank you so much for sharing that example. Absolutely. I also want to say, I, I don't know if this is helpful to anybody, but I do notice that uh, there's a difference between that feeling in my stomach where it's like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And the yeah. feeling in my stomach where I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. They both, <laughs> for me anyway, they both seem to originate in my stomach, but yeah. uh, one of them, the one where it's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing is almost this like buzzing, um, like numbing almost feeling. Whereas the other one is that sinking feeling, that anxiety feeling that, uh, how am I going to make this work kind of feeling. And so I don't know if that's helpful at all, but I, I didn't used to make that distinction. I used to just feel that feeling and be like, I don't know what to do. And so people would say, listen to your gut. And I'm like, I don't know what it's saying. And so it just took time and practice to recognize there's different feelings for me. Anyway, there's different feelings for those. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, especially when you kind of translate that over to like the human design stuff, like Mm -hmm. that is, that is something with, depending on your type, we do talk, especially if you're a generator or a manifesting generator that like that gut reaction or that gut instinct. I don't know if you, do you happen to know what your human design is by chance or not? Really? I do. So mine is actually projector and everybody's always okay. like, oh, well, that's interesting. Didn't expect that. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and I have met other projectors too, that ha- can have like more energy than some generators. Like, um, so for me, I'm a generator, but um, I have another friend that she's a projector and she's got like, she doesn't have that sacral center lit up, but she's got a whole lot of other stuff lit up that I don't. So it's like, she could actually like do a whole lot more in a given time than, than I can. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but yes, but that back to that thought of like trusting those instincts or what it feels like to you in your body and determining like, this is a yes, or this feels right. Or this is a no, this doesn't feel right. Um, which is like, that's amazing that you're kind of in tune with that already. It's a little scary sometimes um, because I, I mean, I know so many people that are like, look at the data, look at the data, look at the data. And I think that's important. It's important to look at the data when you're making decisions. I look at the data when I'm making decisions, but at the end of the day, I looked at the data for about a year and I said, we're making great profit margins. This is a great offer. We have great systems in place. Why am I not like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not enjoying Mm -hmm. it? When I made the shift, like my team still does our agency side, but when I made the shift into doing memberships, everything changed. It became so much easier again. Um, and from a data standpoint, $9 a month per person, like that does not make sense unless you're at volume, which is our goal for that. But in the mm-hmm. beginning, especially it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The data, the data isn't there, but the gut feeling for me yeah. is there. I'm happy. So that yeah. matters. <laughs> yeah. And you're following that, which is what, right. which absolutely matters. So along those same lines. So like we talked about like the pivoting, if you are like, facing a challenge or a little bit of an obstacle, or you're just feeling like stuck, do you tend to lean in very similarly to getting yourself unstuck or kind of walk us through like your way of like handling obstacles that kind of come up and and working through them and getting yourself unstuck? So one of the things that I do is I talk with a mindset coach. Um, She's somebody I've worked with for the last like four years. So she knows me really well and she can say, oh, I noticed this pattern and that's helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I also look at my cycle and where I'm at in the month. I know Mm -hmm. that certain periods of time that I 
<laughs> like I, I won't make a decision during that time because everything is like sadness and, and, you know, I don't know what else is sad, but sadness. And, uh -huh. and it's like one day where I'm like, everything is awful. And then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Everything's not awful. <laughs> Um, but I try to look at those and pay attention to those and know that at different times of my, at different times of the month, I'm going to make different decisions or, or delay decisions. And that's okay. Um, other things that I do when I'm deciding if I want to pivot, I do ask other people for their opinions and their help. People I respect, people that I'm paying to get their opinions. Um, mm -hmm. And then I kind of take a gut check when I'm listening to what they say. So there's uh, one business coach that I have that is amazing, super, super helpful. But every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? And she'll tell me and I'm like, okay, but what about this instead? And she's like, well, you could do that. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so kind of, it's not always, I mean, usually I'm like, okay, that's what I, whatever she says I'll do. But um, there are times where if it, I, I ask questions in order to be able to do that gut check and see how that answer feels and resonates with me. If it doesn't resonate with me, it kind of helps me get out of the unstuckness. Um, yeah. It's like if you have somebody that flips a quarter, they say like, where do you want to go to eat tonight for dinner? And you're like, oh, I don't care. And they say, okay, well, we're going to do this or this. Do you have a preference? You say, no, I don't care. They flip the coin and it's one. And you're like, actually, I do care. <laughs> I realize I want to do the other one. <laughs> but sometimes you don't know until somebody you know brings it up. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, hang on a second. I have a, right. <laughs> I have a better, a better idea. Right. <laughs> exactly. yes, yes. I love that. Um, so when we're, okay, so, so now like shifting a little bit too, I'd love to know a little bit more of like your bigger, like goals of what you see for your business and your brand and some visions that you have for where you would love to be like in the next, like 12 months or beyond, like the, some of the bigger, like you're taught, you had mentioned like having an impact and really helping kind of get that reach for others and helping uplift others. Um, so what are some of the bigger goals or visions that you see for your, your company? So for us, uh, our goal is to have a hundred thousand parent entrepreneurs that are taking Fridays off because of what they've learned from us. Um, and I mean, for anybody, of course, we'd we, <laughs> we don't just take parent entrepreneurs over here, but, uh, specifically parent entrepreneurs, because I've experienced where, um, like my dad was a teacher for 37 years and there were times where like they, my mom and dad wouldn't be able to go to my ball games or something like that. Cause they were tired, uh, yeah. you know, after all day of working. And so for me, I think, well, to be able to help entrepreneurs, specifically entrepreneurs and, um, parents that are entrepreneurs be able to take time off. So they're not working all the time. So they're not too exhausted. So they can go and do those things and make those memories. To me, that feels like not just a right now kind of goal. It's a multi-generational goal. So I think that when we can shift the way that we see work as a part of our life, but not the all-consuming thing that um, that dictates how our life should go or the all-consuming thing that uh, is our entire identity, when we can shift out of that and into a more holistic view of who we are and the value we bring to the world that has nothing to do with money, um, in addition to what has to do with money, then not only does that impact us, it impacts our children and how they view work, it impacts their children and so on. And so um, I, I don't know if you ever, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched Star Trek uh, growing up or anything, but one thing that always stuck with me from that was this idea that you could have a civilization whose main focus was exploration and was um, not on, okay, now we have to figure out how to resolve conflict and keep the peace and um, resolve homelessness and things like that. But instead of having to focus on those things, having those things already solved and looking at how we can, we can help humanity move forward. So it's not a small goal, but ultimately <laughs> the goal is to help humanity move forward past these issues that we've seen for, for our entire lifetimes and, and beyond. 
um, and out of that into a period of more peace and a period of um, of people doing what they love and what they feel called to and what they feel excited about, um, not doing what they have to do because they have to make money. Yeah. I, that resonates so much with me too. Cause I, yeah, I, growing up, like that was the message that we got. It was, you know, you, well, number one, you check the boxes, you go to college, you get the job and then you work and the employer work culture sets the tone, sets the cadence for which you are, you have to be there. You have to do these things. And so like, even for me, I went through the whole process. I got my degree. I worked as a physical therapist and I thought, wow, you know, you think I'm set. This, this is the, this is the dream mm-hmm. until you realize that it's based on what you were told or what's been passed down from the past. And so I love that idea of just changing and shifting just the way people work, how they do things, how they approach things. And that it doesn't have to be one way that you can create that schedule that you love, that time with your family that you love, that freedom that you love and the work, like the work that you're actually doing lights you up, energizes you, fuels you and doesn't drain you. And that's like that bigger mission because when we have more people doing the work that they really love to do and they're able to spend their times do their extra time doing the things that, you know, are really important to them that just, it raises like energetic, energetic frequency. It raises the light of this whole planet. So I absolutely love that. I think it's so important. It's, um, at least to me, it feels uncomfortable to think about because of like those old habits, those old patterns of like, well, you just have to work harder. You just have to work harder, but can you imagine what kind of world it would be if there were more people doing things that they got excited about instead of having to clock in, instead of showing up and talking to a boss and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that everyone's cut up, cut out to be an entrepreneur. I don't think that's the case, but I think that, I think that there's a way for us to kind of figure out how to move forward as mm-hmm. humans yeah. in a way that isn't, or that's, that utilizes money that we're making um, to benefit more people and help more people figure out what it looks like to love their life and their work. Yes. Yes. I love that. Raising, just raising the bar across the board yeah. for, for everyone. Yes. Well, thank you, Brittany, so much for joining us today. And everybody, if you guys are tuning in, we are going to continue this conversation in the next segment. Brittany will be coming back to just dive a little bit deeper into some of these things that we touched on today. So keep listening and we'll catch you in the next segment. But Brittany, again, thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait for um, the next part, part two um, of this interview. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. Welcome back to this segment. Um, We have Brittany Long back with us to do a little bit more of a deeper dive Q&A. Um, so Brittany, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast and for coming back to just kind of share a little bit more of your knowledge and your wisdom with the audience today. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, um, after kind of like going through the first section, like our first chat, we dove in a little bit, kind of got to know you a little bit about your journey. What I would love to dive into a little bit more is kind of go a little bit um, deeper. And one of the things I love to learn about um, other people, other women in business is um, what are some of their favorite things that light them up about their business? So for you specifically, what is one of your favorite ways to work with clients? Like what is one offer or one method that you work with people that truly lights you up? 
Um, I mean, I really enjoy all the offers I have. Uh, I've been really intentional about cultivating, you know, ones that I like and letting go of ones that I don't. Um, but I think one of my favorites is probably doing one-on-one sessions with people where um, we just do strategy. They ask questions. I answer those questions. Uh, and then they're able to take what we what we went over and run with it. Sometimes I find that when folks have too much structure in their offers, uh, people come in wanting one thing, but because there's no like form or anything like that that says what what would a success look like for you at the end of this session. Um, they don't always get what they need. So sometimes I like that where it's a little bit more led by the client. Um, and they say, here's exactly what I'm looking for. This is what I want to cover on our call today. And then we just cover that. And so uh, I like that one because I know it's exactly what they need. I also like our AI copy club because it's so <laughs> easy for people to get started with AI. Um, I, it just is one that I feel really good about offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love how you take that approach of having it be client led because you're not coming in with an agenda. You're allowing them to kind of really dive into more of what they need to, what they need at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and that's truly from just my own personal experience with working with different coaches is I've loved the ones that have always tried to meet me where I'm at and right. had me take that lead role of what do you need? What do I, what are your goals? And then how you as that coach or mentor come in as that support and that guide. Right. And I find as somebody um, on the other side of it too, is somebody that is being coached. I really like it when a coach will say to me, what do you need to hear today? Or what, what are you looking to accomplish today? Um, sometimes I think it's easy to get into this mode of like, here's the wisdom I have. Here's what I want to tell people. And we kind of forget that they may not be ready to hear that yet. They may not be um, like that might not be what they need today. So I think asking that question is important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I take very, I think a similar stance too, with the human design clients that I end up not through just the sessions that I do, but also like the coaching side of things as well, where it's, here's the bits and pieces that of where you're at and what we can work on. But then again, it's really up to the client to not only like integrate it, implement it, but then also kind of repeat back to me or help me understand best how I can then support them in other ways as we're working towards that bigger goal that they have. I think that's important. An important note that you made too, of them giving you that feedback of um, not just like listening to what you're saying, but then also giving the feedback of here's what I need. Um, That's something that I think is really important for us to do, like to take that responsibility on as people being coached of saying, um, here's what I need, you know, here's what I'm looking for. Here's the goal that I want to accomplish in this conversation. Um, and then that way you're getting what you want. They know what you want and they can help with that. I think it's just a win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Love that. Um, and so one of the terms too, now we're talking about offers that really light you up or ways to work with your clients that really light you up. One of the terms I use is, um, soul aligned clients. And to me, that usually just means as my way of saying like my dream clients, you can also ver- verbalize it as like your client avatar. Um, who would you describe fits, um, your soul aligned clients? If you could describe like your dream clients for the audience. Mm-hmm. So usually I love working with people that um, have a clear vision of of what they want to accomplish in life, not just mm-hmm. I want to make a bunch of money because um, I love that, of course, but also people that are like, I want to make an impact. 
Um, I want to be with my family more, with my loved ones more. Um, usually they have a much deeper why than just, I want to make a bunch of money. Um, and so then beyond that, it's people that want to partner, that want to kind of go back and forth, that want to not just say, hey, tell me what to do. And I tell them what to do, but who want to ask questions and kind of go on the journey together, people that want to be guided. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often it's people that have um, a coaching business or consulting business. It's a lot of times people that um, are setting things up. Really, it's people that want to set things up for the future, people that maybe want to sell their company in the future or thinking about that, people that want to, um, even if they don't want to sell their company, they want to be able to step out of their company. Um, they don't want to be in that constant mode of doing all the things all the time. Uh, typically, I work with people, um, or I love working with people the most that consider themselves content creators or that want to be the primary content creator in their business. They don't really want to be doing the day-to-day tasks. They don't want to be doing administrative tasks. They don't want to be managing people. They really want to be that face and the content creator. Uh, those are the people that I usually love working with the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I love how you know, you're really specific too on like, these are the people that I'm for. These are the people that I really truly love to serve, especially those entrepreneurs that are making an impact because, you know, through like with what you do, helping them to get their message out there, to get their content out there. And, and also to, to put things out there in a way where they don't feel like they're on this hamster wheel and it really drains their energy over a long period of time. Like that's how you create that bigger impact through them, through the people that they reach um, in their businesses as well. I think part of it is um, also that I've been in that, I've been in that position. I've been in their shoes where I wanted Mm. to be the content creator, but I had so many other things going on, client stuff, you know, project management, whatever, that I didn't ever feel like I could get out of that. And so then when I finally was able to, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, (laughs) this is so much better for me personally, for me who wants to be a content creator or who enjoys creating content. um, When I was able to see the difference and how I felt about my day, how I felt about the flow of things, how I felt about the impact I was making. Um, that's really where it kind of clicked for me. I'm like, this is, I really, really enjoy working with people that are in these shoes right now. Cause I know yeah. that I can help them and I know it'll feel better. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is when I was trying to figure out who my ideal audience was or who I like working with the most, I used two tools. One was crystal nose, um, is C R Y S T A L. And then nose like uh, K-N-O-W-S mm-hmm. and then Humantic AI is another one, but both of them do the same things. Essentially, um, you set it up as like a Chrome extension and then you go to LinkedIn and you can see what it assumes is the personality of the people that you're going to be talking to, um, which is pretty cool. It gives you some insight on, you know, how to approach them or not approach them. But what I really loved about that and what I really took away from it was I went to the profiles of my very favorite clients and I noticed they all had things in common and I was like, oh, okay. And so that was something that was really eye-opening for me. Uh, But almost all of them were creative uh, on the disc test. Almost all of them were a high I uh, followed by a D or an S. Um, So it was just really interesting um, kind of seeing some of those patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought in again, like other tools that you can kind of help to paint that bigger picture for you, bringing in some of those AI tools as well to just so you can see a little bit more clearly and have more of that confirmation of, oh yeah, those are really my people, right? I'd love to do that with um, human design too. And that's not something that I had ever really thought of before. Um, But I think that being able to look at a few people, you know, my favorite clients, look at their charts and see what's in common there. I think Mm. would be really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, 
it's again, in and of itself, human design is a super helpful tool as well. Um, and one of the coaches that I've worked with in the past, like that is how she, well, that's how I stumbled upon it in the first place is she uses that and she uses some of these other personality tests to really understand the clients that are in her world so that she can relate to them just as that coach and as that mentor. And so like, that's definitely something that's very interesting because yeah, we all, we have our own unique energetic blueprint that we just, who we are and how we show up in the world. And there's, um, other, there's other people that really, really helped that we, we blend really well with, but then, you know, there's also ways that we can work with other energy types of how we can also be ourselves, but also support the other people that we're working with and coaching and guiding. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to, so I love, I think we touched on like vision and like goals in the last segment. Um, when it comes to the things that are on your vision board or your goal board, um, can you share with the audience your tips for taking aligned action, like towards those goals? Uh, so I think the first thing is if I notice resistance coming up, I kind of dive into it instead of running away from it. I ask myself, all right, what's going on here? What's really happening? Uh, like yesterday, for example, I did not want to do anything and um, I just wanted to kind of lounge and stuff like that. So then I got to ask myself, is it because I'm tired or because I want rest? Because uh, normally I feel really excited about what I'm working on. Uh, or is it that I have a few leftover things that I need to wrap up that I'm avoiding because I don't want to do it? And so that is an indication to me of like, okay, that's not something I want to offer again, if that's the case. Um, and so I think a lot of it is sitting, sitting with those feelings. Um, it's looking at data, but also for me, it's looking at, at how I'm feeling too, that intuition kind of piece of it. I've noticed that even if, um, like we used to have a few offers that made really good money, have really, really great margins, but I didn't feel excited about them. Um, and I would resist a lot of stuff with it. And so for me, taking a line action means being clear on what I want and don't want and allowing myself to let go of something, even if the data says this is a good offer to have, um, because at the end of the day, the money isn't the only thing. Um, and so that's a big piece of it is trusting my gut with it. Um, and then I think, uh, another thing that I like to do is at the beginning of the day, I make a list of my top priorities and then my, this would be nice if it happens, but it's not like super, super, you know, has to happen today kind of things. Um, and then I have my, here's what that means. So if I do these things, here's what that means. Um, and bringing it back to my overall goal. Oh, I love that. So I do like at the top three, cause that's like just something that I picked up because I'm like the person that will put like 50 things on a sticky <laughs> note and try to get them all done. <laughs> um, but the top three is something that's really saved me, but I really, I never put the nuance to it of here's what it means. And I, I love that you kind of just take it that next step of like, we're not just doing three things just for the sake to get these things done, check them off, but tying it back to that bigger vision and really starting to see that by doing this, I'm taking another step towards like that bigger thing on my vision board. I, um, I noticed for a while, I noticed I was uh, avoiding some things and I was going on Facebook and Instagram a lot and just kind of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling for a long time. And for me, I was like, okay, what, why is this happening? Is it because I don't enjoy it or is it because it scares me? And for me, that particular instance, it was because it scared me. It was like that next level kind of thing. And so I thought, all right, a year from now, Brittany is going to be really, really upset with today, Brittany, if we continue to just, you know, spend our time scrolling. Uh, so what can we do? And so I found there's a Chrome extension called Block Site, And basically you, you can 
um, anytime you go to that site, it will block it, but then you can also redirect it to something else. And so for me, what I did was like Facebook, stuff like that, I blocked it. And then it would automatically redirect to a Google doc that I had written that was like, dear Brittany, <laughs> it was like a letter to myself from uh, future Brittany. And it was like, Hey, we, you know, this is what you said that you want. Um, if you continue doing what you're doing right now, you're not going to be able to reach that. If you want to, you know, get where you want to go, here's your next steps. And it would help. It, it was really helpful for two reasons. One, it helped me redirect my thought process from, okay, I'm just mindlessly going to scroll to, okay, if I continue to do this, mm-hmm. the goal that I have here isn't going to, isn't going to happen or it's going to take a lot longer. Um, so that was the first thing. The other thing it helped with was noticing how often I was mindlessly going to sites like Facebook and things like that without even thinking about it. Like my fingers would just <laughs> type in <laughs> Facebook and all of a sudden it was there. Um, but I I realized I was going there a lot more frequently than I had mm-hmm. thought that I was and realizing I was wasting a lot more time than I thought I was. So from a life uh, a short kind of perspective, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Um, so that was a really helpful tool mm-hmm. for me. Okay. I like that you redirected it and that you it's just that consistent reminder. Cause like with vision boards, cause I do a lot too with, um, vision boards as well. And when you're in like the vision integration method teaches you that just, it's not just a set it and forget it. Like you have to always like redirect and always like come back and come back. It's like, you're anchoring back into like the things you truly desire and what you're working towards. And so I love that's an, another, um, like hack to just keep reminding yourself to keep going and focus on what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I worked with somebody too, to do a little bit of NLP and that was helpful too. Mm -hmm. Um, because now I can really, I feel like I can tap into that feeling of here's how I'm going to impact people. Here's how I'm going to do it. And anytime I feel, anytime I feel low, whether it's because I'm just at a low point in my cycle or whether it's just Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's been a hard week or whatever, I can tap into that and be like, okay, this is how it's going to feel when I'm fully stepped into, you know, who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Love it. Um, So next question along the lines of like bigger vision, dreams, and goals, if time and money were no issue, what would you change or shift in your business or would it pretty much look the same? So I would suggest that time and money really aren't an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. Not because I'm like, (laughs) you know, Scrooge McDuck over here jumping into (laughs) into like a vault of gold coins, but I feel like so uh, I, let me say this, I guess. Um, Arye, uh, he is somebody I know from a mastermind I'm in. And one time he said, people can make as much money as they want. And that was a really low point in my business when I heard that. And I was like, uh, no, like, no, this is not how it works. Uh, but the more I've thought about it and the more I looked at my own uh, just, you know, money mindset and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. I was, I was like, you know what? I think that actually might be correct because I would continually reach a certain number in my business and not go any further. It didn't matter how much I was hustling or not hustling. Like I just kept hitting that limit. And so then I thought, okay, why is that? What, what about moving past that limit is scary to me, is Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, feels like I'm not worthy. Like where, what, what is happening there? And so being able to work through that was really helpful. So that's why I say, I don't really think most of the time, I don't really think at least long-term they are an issue. I think most of the time it's just a construct in our, in our brains um, because if I had to make an extra 50,000 this month, I would figure out a way to do it. Like if there was, you know, my kid needed surgery or something like that, I would figure out a way to do it. <clears throat> um, and so 
for me, there's not a lot really that would change about my business because we kind of put our time and energy and efforts into what, what we want it to look like. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if that's helpful. Yeah, no, that's, I love that answer. Cause it's just like, it's time and money are only an issue if you make it to be, or, you know, it's just, you know, it's just that reinforcement that you already have everything today you have, you want either dreamed about, prayed for, worked really hard for. So it's embracing the, the day that you have in front of you, the moment right now that is present and just realizing that if you wanted to go to another level, if you wanted to travel, if you want to do this, if you want to do that, you have the ability to figure it out. And I think that that is a message that, um, a lot of us need to take and just take to heart. And again, that reminder, again, that we are all capable of everything we want and dream of, but it all starts with embracing and embodying and really like realizing the abundance that's in your space, in your life right now in the current moment. And I think too, getting clear on what you actually want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like for me, when I had reached a few low points in my business, I thought, well, I don't know why this is happening. Like, I, of course I want to make more money, of course, X, Y, and Z, but because of some other stuff I had going on in my life where I was really dismantling some of my old beliefs that I had for years and years and years, I don't think I actually wanted to make more money. It felt very unsafe and unstable, which feels completely counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think, oh, more money, more stability, blah, blah, blah. But at least inwardly and mindset wise, that was not the case for me. And so um, I think that that's one thing that's really helpful is what do you actually want to do with your time? What do you actually want to do with your money? Um, and then giving yourself a no judgment pass. Like if you are at a point where you're like, I don't actually want to make more money because I feel like that's going to mean so much more work for me. And I, I'm in a sweet spot right now. I don't want to do that. Or, um, that's going to mean that my family doesn't love me. <laughs> like, which again, it sounds really crazy, but as I, I found that as you kind of level up, there's some people that are like, cool, we're on board. And some people that are like, that's not who you are. And I'm not saying that was the case for me, but I've seen that happen and it can mm-hmm. be scary. Or even just the the um, thought that that kind of thing might happen can be really scary. And so just getting clear and giving yourself a no judgment pass. If you want to stay where you're at right now, that is okay. Um, and I find when I kind of have let those expectations go, I can be happier at the place that I am until I'm ready to start doing, you know, leveling up, doing something else again. Uh, and then for time. So one thing that I have changed in my business um, because I didn't love it was I was having meetings pretty much every day. And so it was really hard to get into like deep work mode because I was having meetings, meetings, meetings. And so now I usually only have meetings on Tuesdays. Um, I'm going to be out for the next 10 days. So I have meetings on Monday and Tuesday this week, but that's pretty abnormal for me now. Um, And I really like it that way. I like having a long day of calls uh, and then knowing the rest of the week I can do deep work or I can go to the park or I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. without feeling like I have to rush back um, for a meeting later that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Speaking to just putting, placing boundaries on your time so that you can maximize the time that you have and save that space for things that you enjoy doing. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, one last question, just to wrap things up. Um, I would love to know from your perspective, um, when you are like considering making a decision to invest in yourself, invest in your business, because many of us, you know, to get to those next levels or to get the support that we need, those are scarier steps. And, um, so what are some key things that you're looking for when it comes to making either an investment in yourself or an investment in your business? 
to, to keep moving forward? Um, so I look at, is it something that my team can learn or that they already know how to do? Um, if the answer is yes, usually we'll do it in-house. Uh, if it's something where it's like a strategist or coach, I usually follow them for a while first. I look at uh, the things that they're saying online. Does that align with my values as well? Um, do I feel do I feel like they actually care? I'm not just a number. Or I'm not just a name on the mm-hmm. list. But I feel like they would actually care. And I base that on not only how I feel like they're treating me, especially during the sales process, but also how I see them treating other people. And so if I see them treating other people or like talking badly about other people or something like that, usually that's a no for me um, because that's a very, that feels like a very unsafe space for me um, just in general, but also because of, you know, some other uh, situations I've had in my past where I'm like, I don't want to be in that kind of environment. And so that's a, that's a big one for me is how I see them treating myself and other people. Um, I'm looking at, uh, do I feel like I can figure this out on my own? Uh, or will I be able to move exponentially faster with their wisdom? And so then I also look at uh, what do they bring bring to the table as far as um, as far as how we can work together, like personality wise. Uh, so for me, I found that I typically work best with people that ask questions instead of just telling me straight away do this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to know that they're actually listening and like and, and trying to get to the bottom of what my question is, not just a flat like cookie cutter kind of answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look at that. I look at how they show up online for people. Um, are they spending all their time just kind of disseminating information or are they doing coaching as well? I look at their coaching style. Uh, so that's, that's I think, the biggest things for me. Um, yes, of course, I'm looking for strategy and stuff like that. But a lot of it is, is it a good fit personality-wise? Is it is it somebody that I would feel excited to show up to and that I feel like I'm not going to cry when I get off the call with them. <laughs> I've had coaches like that, you know, a long time ago now, but I've had coaches like that where I was like, cool, I'm so excited. And then I would get on the call and they'd be like, well, you're not doing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. Uh, why are you doing this? This is stupid. You know, and I I would just leave and I'd be like, well, why do I even have a business? I, I feel like I'm just mm-hmm. um, letting people down every step of the way. And so uh, personality is a big piece of it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I feel like too, the more you go on this business journey, the further along you get, the more you grow, the clearer you can see like who's going to be a good fit for you and who isn't, or what's going to be more aligned to you and what isn't. And it's more, you have, you make your decisions a little bit more focused versus like, oh, I need this and this and this and this and this. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I went through that phase too, where I was trying to do all the things. And then it's like, I needed to like declutter all of the things that (laughs) all the things, and you always come across those like mentors here and there that really leave that lasting impression on you too, even if you're not working together anymore. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us for this second um, half of your um, business in HD, the podcast. So um, I'm going to leave all of your information in the show notes. So guys, if you're listening, you can connect with Brittany. All of her information will be in the links below. Follow her, connect with her and um, check out her AI copy club. That is something that's very, very um, helpful that, especially if you're looking with content creation and ways that you can leverage your time. Um, and your knowledge a little bit, like she's got um, some amazing things happening. So thank you again so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll check you guys on the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a beat with me. And if you're ready to get started living your life and building a business by your human design, grab my free human design starter guide. Just head over to jendice.co backslash HD start. That is J-E-N-D-Y-S dot C-O backslash HD start to grab your free guide and get started. Thank you so much again for joining me and I will catch you next time. Bye now.